today on Code Pen Radio. Hey everybody, Code Pen Radio number 330. We're going to be talking about admin tools. We've uh, finished up what ended up being a pretty long project to rebuild some admin tools. That's kind of like Let's get into like why we would do that and what the deal is. Um, I got Marie with me. Hey, Marie. Hey, everybody. Hey. And so Marie does uh, a lot of support at CodePen. We split the load a little bit, but Marie is head of support and does most of it. So this tool was in a way for you, you know, if it's for anybody. Yeah. I think I was the the main customer here. Yeah. Right. So you could help kind of guide us and what we're going to do and stuff. What I'll tell you, what we didn't, we knew that we would have liked to get rid of our old admin and rebuild it. Because, of course, doesn't every company in the world want to do that? And, you know, like, oh, yeah, of course we want better tools for ourselves. A little hard to prioritize because mm-hmm. it's, yeah. what are they, what's the thing? Like the cobblers. Oh, yeah. The, the cobblers' children and, have no shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Or no the... shoes at all. Poor yeah. cobblers' children. <laughs> But, but, and that's, it, it, to me, it's almost like a badge of pride or something. Like, that's not, you know, I don't want any poor collars killed and without shoes, but I also want companies to focus on the, you know, the thing that they do, you know, not like the internally facing, like, oh, we need a button to clear some cash. So can somebody put together a dashboard and the thing? Like, I almost want that dashboard to be as cheap and dirty as possible, right? Because like, please move on to something that actually affects your customers and stuff. Support well, affects customers. Exactly, so yeah. You know. Support does affect customers. And the things that an, that you do on the admin of your site oftentimes actually does affect the customers in the end. And in this case, you know, we've done things to speed things up and make things work faster so we can just handle tickets faster now. And and we've also brought some things in that we that I would have to, like, wait for someone else to do. And now I can just do them inside the admin. So it... I understand the the desire to really want to ship things that are customer facing and that, you know, improve the external product, but you can also improve the internal product and help, you know, by extension, help, help your customers. So it, it has its, it has its worth. Yeah, that's exactly what happened here. But e- the story is even more complicated than that because it's kind of like, and this is answering the question, you know, if this podcast is about, and it is about what is it like to run a software company on, you know, what's up with that on the web, a question that I get asked anyway, is that kind of like, how do you pick things to work on then? Like what, how do you prioritize stuff? And the answer to that is always like, it's very complicated actually. When it's simple, you're screwing up, you know, like when it's just like, oh, we saw it. It's because we saw a tweet, you know, that's like our internal joke for, Twitter driven development, you know, like that's what we don't do because that's too easy. Then that means you haven't thought about it enough. You're just being reactionary and you're just building whatever you want. That's not how we pick features. So how we ended up on this admin tools is that is that, okay, we can do better customer support if we improve this tool. Great. We know we have all kinds of things that we can identify and that Marie can help us identify of like ways that this tool sucks and if we could reimagine it from scratch, we'd do it like this. Great. Another one is we can pick some technology that we want to try to build this thing in, in because we're thinking of building future things in it that are user facing in it, but we have no experience with. So it can, it's a way, a little bit of a playground for seeing if that technology really actually works for us or if it doesn't. 
that was big. Mm-hmm. That was a big part of this. And you can just play with tech and just see, but that's not the same as building something really, really honestly for real. So that's what we did. We built something really for real that we need to deploy, that we need to protect, that we need new APIs for, that we need the whole ball of wax. And in a ways, some of the stuff that were the APIs and stuff we had to build are like almost more complicated than what we'd need for the public facing version of whatever this ends up being right. because of how much sensitivity there is in the data in an admin tool. You know, you have to be right. really yeah. extra careful. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So there's that. So that that gets another check mark. Why did we build this? Oh, because we can play out you know, some stuff. And we've been on this forever march that literally forever, because I don't think it will ever end of where you're at the, you know, at the back of the line, you're trying to rip out old technology and replace it with new technology. And for us, for a long time, that's been the old technology has been Ruby on Rails and jQuery and things like that, which are not bad tools and we're not the goal in life isn't just to replace them it's just that we have some better options we have a fresher stack so it's kind of like if we can remove some of that we're just getting rid of a lot of old code that's just sitting there and modernizing it with stuff that everybody's feels better about it feels more future forward it feels easier to work on that kind of stuff so we get to prove out new technology rip out old technology build a better tool uh, and all that stuff. And then, you know, hopefully at the end of it, we have this thing that's supporting customers better. And just so it's great. It just checked a lot of boxes is the point. You know? Yeah. And it was a big success. I mean, it's it was uh, it took it took us a while to do. I think everyone was a, a little frustrated with the time that it took to do it. But I, I really do feel like it was worthwhile. And the finished product is fantastic. I mean, it, it's so much faster. It's so much nicer to use. Uh, one thing that I think it's almost kind of funny when you think about admin tools because a lot a lot of the time uh, they just are tacked on in the moment. And so you'll just get whatever button style we were using at the time or no button, just you know, a link that you got to click or whatever. Uh, so like the appearance of admin tools is it's very, it's almost like it shows you a history of the site because it's so weirdly tacked together. Um, but we actually took the time to apply some actual UI UX design to to the admin tools this time. And it's a much more unified experience, which is great because as we grow and as we bring new people into the team, it's a lot easier to uh, acclimate someone to an admin that has a sensible UI. Um, When you're going to different sections and they all look different from each other and buttons that do the exact same thing have different labels, stuff like that, that can be super confusing. So um, to just kind of unify the appearance of it, to give it a, a, a sensible look and as, and, good UX, uh, mm-hmm. it really does a lot. So, um, you know, I really appreciate the time that the that the team put into the design of this. And and I talked with the team about, you know, what tasks take the longest, um, what tasks really need some additional options. Like we would have certain things where, like, like for example, we used to have a, a, um, a UI for handling spam comments. And we do get quite a few spam comments. And the options there were to... Um, delete the comment and then delete the account. And that was it. Those were the only options. So you could, you had to, you had to separately clear um, the status on the, on the comment if it was actually okay to keep it. So just like silly things like that in the old admin, um, we, we've sorted that out. And now 
everything is sensible. It like makes sense how this all works. So it's huge improvement and it's going to make it's it's important for growth as we go. Like I said, we need to have something that makes sense that we can train people on. This is an interesting exercise in what's UI and what's UX. But, you know, before we get too far, I'd like to say these are admin tools that you'll never see, right? They're just internal to CodePen. And the whole mm -hmm. point of them existing is to do things that are specific to CodePen support in that we know what kind of support questions come in. It might be something like i trying to verify my account and I just cannot get the email from you. Know, you say you send me an email, but I don't get it or something. So then we, you know, we can, one of the things that we have the ability to do is because we're admins in the account, it's just like kind of click a button and just verify you. So that would be one of the things that we would just do. There's other avenues to that. We can also look into our email records and see if we really did send the email just to make sure that our system is working and that the reason you didn't get the email is somehow your fault, right? Like it's in your spam folder or your firewall blocked it or something. Mm -hmm. but, so that's an example of like a task that needs to be done. And then in the admin, so we build tools to like make sure that we can answer that question for users quickly for example, but there's what, 50 of those things, you know, like, oh, yeah, easily. You know, there's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of stuff. So we have to. And so, okay, so that's what the, the admin tools are. And there's like a bunch of pages, you know, it's not just like one big dashboard with stuff all over it. It's more like the main UX of the thing is look something up. And so we made this like unified search for it where you can kind of basically paste in a URL to anything on CodePen and I'll try to basically guess what you mean and mm -hmm. bring up that thing. So that's pretty cool. We, we base that on some URL trickery and stuff too. Like you can do a special thing on CodePen and get right to what you're looking at, need to look at in the admin. Uh, right. So that's a big deal. Like, oh, I want to look up a user. There's just like, it just tries to help you every which way to do that. And then right. the result of that is this like mega dashboard for that user. There's all kinds of information about them, you know, billing information. Not, we can't like see your credit card number because that's not something we store at all. But you know what I mean? Like when mm -hmm. they, when they signed up and what plan they're currently on and were they ever on other plans and just all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, so we just can see a little bit more about you. <laughs> right. It's all unified to the user card, you know, before, yeah. like you said, we, I would have to jump through multiple different sections of the admin to get all the information I needed about one user. And that's crazy when you think about it. So it's, it's nice that we've, uh, that yeah, we pulled it, it all is. together. Conceptually, we, it's kind of like, oh, go to the billing area. If you want to have billing questions, mm -hmm. you're like, why? Just right. Put it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because, we would also have situations where you know, things would somewhat get disconnected from the actual user if there was a change in the account. So that could create a situation where I'm having to dig through multiple different admins, not just the admin are of our own, but admin of you know payment processors. So this really unifies everything and makes it much, much faster to just get right to it. So it's it's nice. It's gonna help, you know, as we have it out, I think we are gonna see a reduction in support ticket turnaround time just because these things are faster I, you know just yeah. shaving a couple minutes off here and there they reduce the average numbers plus it's so it's so fresh that if you're like oh you know what actually would be sweet at this part like you know this little piece of data or this little functionality it's going to be a lot easier for us to just slide that in quick because everybody's right. so familiar with how this was built and 
what we And I think also it. having a unified system for the UI helps in this way too, because I can say, I don't, I don't even remember what it was that I asked for at first, but I asked for something recently. Oh, it was, I wanted, um, on the Spark, I wanted some of the fields to clear when I submitted them. Um, mm. And I asked for that and I had it the same day. It was, and before when it was an admin tool, when I had something that I wanted to have changed, it would be like, hmm, well, let's look into the ancient records and see <laughs> if we know <laughs> how to change this admin page, you know. This episode of CodePen Radio is brought to you by Automatic, who, you know, has WordPress.com, WooCommerce, Jetpack. There's a plugin called MailPoet I'm going to tell you about. I want to talk about a little cocktail of technology that can allow you to build and send out a paid subscription newsletter. You know how those are all hot right now? I think they're super cool and get a bunch of them myself. Now, you'll hear tech news once in a while where you're like, oh, this big company where people like built up a following and ran their business around. Oh, they changed everything. Uh, they might even disallow you one day from the content that you want to send on that site. Those are scary big moments in tech that get people questioning everything. That's one of the reasons I like this is because, for example, WordPress is open source. You can host it yourself. You can operate your website on your own technology. You know, nobody can rip that away from you. WooCommerce, same way. It's an open source plugin. You can host it on your WordPress site. Now you got e-commerce going and it's your e-commerce MailPoet is a plugin for WordPress that allows you to like build fancy emails, essentially, you know, with a visual builder and get it all ready. You can do all kinds of cool stuff with it with your e-commerce emails and whatever. But you could also just craft a newsletter in it and send out a newsletter. It doesn't even have to be paid. It can just be a free newsletter. That's how you craft and send your newsletter and manage it all through your own website that nobody can take from you. Great. Uh, with WooCommerce, you tie it in, then you say, oh, you got to have an active subscription to get the, this newsletter. It's really easy to wire those two things together, WooCommerce and MailPoet. Now, boom, done. You sell a product in your store that's a subscription product. As long as somebody has an active subscription, they get the newsletter. And now you've built your own paid newsletter product that nobody can, uh, again, take from you. How cool is that? It's an affordable way to do it. It's a powerful way to do it. It's built on your own technology. Just great. WordPress, WooCommerce, MailPoet. Thanks for the support. That's a lot of that is UX, right? Like that's thinking about what you need and let's build th that thing. And then there's UI as well. So that's, this ends up being a nice little demonstration of the difference between UX and UI. UI wise, it's a lot cleaner as well. But you know, in the old admin, we didn't use Bootstrap or Foundation or not. We just used nothing. We just mm -hmm. wrote our own CSS on every page for what we needed and just was dirty and who cares, you know. It wasn't that bad, but there was no consistency to it. And it didn't even really look like CodePen, you know, no. in a lot of ways. Yeah. So in this, what, what was cool about this is another part of this story that is kind of part of the tech story that I didn't mention yet is that, you know, on this podcast, we've talked a lot about mono repo stuff mono re it meant a lot of things to code pen so this isn't i don't want to be too reductive because that mono repo thing was was big in a lot of ways but this is for example one of the things that probably would have been a different repo that's now just in our 
our main thing. Like this thing is totally different than codepen.io. It's deployed a different place. It has a different URL. It uses different tech. It's like different, right? But the but it's all within the same kind of parent folder, right? It's all one big repo on CodePen. And this was a driver of why do the mono repo at all. Mm-hmm. So even though it's different technology, we can still use the same component tree, which was a hill to climb technologically. So we have button components and table components and tabs and modals and all the stuff, right? There's, I, we did a whole show on components. There's a lot of them. D- guess we just use those. This admin is built entirely from all the same component tree that codepen.io is. A hundred percent the same. As far as visual stuff, there's just, if there's anything bespoke, it's just bespoke because it's, you know, it truly is just for the admin, you know, but, Mm -hmm. but I don't think there's visually a drop of UI that's not just available in our design system. I don't think so. And and I think that was a smart choice because like I said, everything looks the same. And then also it's, it is easier to make adjustments and add new things in because you already know what you're working in. Yeah, the, everything looks consistent because it's just the same. It's the same exact design pattern library. How and the, how satisfying is that? So once this thing rolls out and it has, then all that old UI, all those old templates, all those old like Rails controllers and blah, 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 all that just gone. We just got to mm-hmm. delete it all, which feels great. And so. I don't know. So technological, and, and we'll, we should do another show on, on just the the technical stuff there. But so so then, like, what else is examples of straight up why it's better? I know spam is certainly something we we think about here, and the I guess if if I'm guessing, that seemed like the biggest improvement, perhaps. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, the spam detection and re- removal tools are. A lot easier to use, uh, much faster to uh, get through and check out the previews of things. Uh, I think it was Stephen who came up with the idea of using the the embeds there, so we can actually use the like the same concept as the pop out preview on the homepage. Uh, we can pop out previews of uh, items that have been grabbed by the spam filter, and we can actually on that popped out embed make uh, the content moderation decisions right from there. Um, which really speeds things up because it used to be that you know you'd have to open in another tab, take a look at it over there, come back to the original tab, hit the button over there. This is much faster. It's just right up, right up on the the actual piece of content, and you can look through yeah. each of the individual tabs because it's exactly the same as an embed. Yeah, it's quite literally the embed. Yeah, this is such a cool. It's such a cool idea, isn't it? Now I'm not, I'm I'm looking at it for the first time in a minute, and. Uh, it seems like when you choose a choice, though, whether you delete it, you know, make one of the choices that it should close too, you know. But now it yeah, doesn't. Yeah, that to... might be that might be cool. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, playing around because that would be so easy to do now. You know? Yeah, but but just this, it's funny because <laughs> it's kind of funny when we were planning this out. Um, I I was being asked like, "What do you want? What do you need here?" And uh, I was just like. Uh, I don't know. It's fine. You know, just just keep it, just yeah. keep how it is. You know, because I'm just so used to it. And so it actually kind of took the team, you know, bringing bringing ideas in like these embeds and things like that, for me to even say like, oh yeah, that would be better because I was just so used to it and kind of just built workflows around all of it that I didn't really even think out. I I, I like didn't have the imagination for how this could be better. <laughs> you know. That, yeah, that is tricky if you're too close to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Then and I think that that uh, Claire and, and Stephen kind of 
realize this about how I was reacting to suggestions. So they just started to bring stuff to me and say, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And that's where I started to see these great ideas, like bringing in the embeds and things like that. So um, it it really shows a, an understanding an understanding of our product and also the understanding of what I need to do that they kind of drew out of me because I wasn't really forthcoming with what I needed because I didn't know. It's, yeah. it's, so that's an interesting thing when you think about it. Like people who are really good at design, people who are really good at UI and UX, sometimes they they know better than you do what you need, even when you think you know what you know and, and what you need, you know? So <laughs> it's an interesting experience to have. It is it is a lot on you to be like, D- Marie, describe the perfect UX. For, you know, like that, <laughs> right, yeah. Sometimes that takes a team. It takes multiple people thinking about it and some ideas can come from from all around. Yeah, definitely. And I do see everyone's influence in this one. I see everyone's efforts here. Um, you know, the uh, the Omnibar search concept is fantastic. I never would have even thought to ask for, hey, can I just have one bar where I could type in whatever and it'll pull it up for me? Um, like you said, being able to paste in a URL for an account or a pen or whatever, that just brings up the account or item card. And that's super helpful. These things are just really clever ideas that I would never have even thought to ask for because they wouldn't have occurred to me. Very cool. We, God, there's so much to this. I remember, you know, trying to improve like how we, how we're able to delete users. Cause that can be, it's kind of a big deal, right? Like if you're, if you're a spammer, you need to get deleted right away, mm-hmm. um, which is fine. And that's what happens 99% of the time, at least, you know, but then rare time where you misclicked or you misinterpreted or something. And it turns out that that person's account was not, shouldn't have been deleted. Right. Right. Yeah. Gotta tell you, it happens once in a while um, that we, part of that was why this took so long is little opportunities like that. We're like, you know what, let's actually improve how we handle user deletion and like record more data and make it easy to recover them and yada, yada, you know. Right. Yeah. One thing that was missing in the past was the context of how an account got deleted. And we would know who deleted it and what date, although for a while we actually didn't even have that. Uh, But we knew who and when, but that was all we would know. We didn't know the context. And the context is very helpful because if we know it was in a bulk clean out, which is like when we get... um, many, many, many registrations that are basically identical content and we just remove those. Or if it was from, you know, another type of admin action, like they were posting spam content, uh, just anything like that, we get the detailed context of what the reason was for the deletion. And that saves us time because in the past we would have a situation where something would get deleted and the person would write in and we would, you know, it could have been a couple days before or, you know, we, and we didn't right. know how was this done, you know? So now we can, we know who did it. We knew what the context was and that can help us put together, like, is this even worth reviewing? Um, and then we just, we know what to do from there. So, and luckily uh, we do have the ability to reverse when there's an admin delete. It's, we, we cannot reverse when someone deletes their own account, but if there is an admin delete, we have a, we have a little bit of time where we can bring it back. Yeah. It's an interesting call because, you know, you look at some like a spam comment and it's just it'll be like somebody saying, ooh, or something. It's, for some <laughs> reason, our our spam thing has intelligently learned that that might be spam. Right. And it's not automatically spam. We can come in here and click it as not spam if we determine that you're not spam. But that's like a weird little judgment call for us. Right. Like we got to look at your account and just make, you know, kind of make a guess on 
yeah. how you're doing. And there's a difference between like spam and harassment and things like that. And those, you know, that's when the code of conduct comes in. So none of this could ever be like fully automated. Like, I don't think we could ever reach a point where moderation is completely automated. Someone has to look at things and understand what they're looking at to kind of to make the appropriate choice. But but we have made it easier for us to make faster choices. And if for some reason that choice needs to be reverted, we can. So it's it's, right. uh, it's much safer now. Right. It makes you feel a little bit better, right? Because you do have to make a call. So if you're thinking about just spam comments, which is one of the kinds of things that we deal with, you have to make this call. Is what I'm looking at totally just not spam? Like it's a mistake. It shouldn't be on this list, which hopefully mm-hmm. will then kind of train the world that that's, you know, you're learning a little bit. Or is it like the the rarest one, but it's still possible is that like this is your I'm not going to delete your entire world, but this comment is not good. We can right. we just reserve the light to just delete the comment. Probably the rarest one. Right. Because it's either I would think it's either not spam or you, your entire account, you're you have signaled to us that you're a spam account and we just get rid of the whole account, which is probably the most common thing. Yeah, it, it's uncommon, but it does happen. You do get into a situation where someone's just being really egregiously rude to someone else. And it's like, there is no reason for this comment to remain. But the rest of their account is just like, you know, classwork or something. So there's nothing wrong with the account itself. And, you know, yeah, people people make mistakes and we do reach out in those cases and just say, hey, we removed this. Do not do this again. Check out the code of conduct. This is how we expect you to behave. All right. So that, I mean, that's just spam. That's an example of us, you know, thinking out the UI and UX of what spam handling is like. And it's just so interesting, isn't it? God, Oz, the more I use this, the more I'm like, I still have more ideas. We could, you know, because getting more, (laughs) getting context about what happened is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. I think there's room for improvement here. I do really like, my favorite one is um, our detection, our like early detection of spam users. So like Mm -hmm. you're, you're actually treated a little differently in like the first, First few days you sign up for CodePen because, you know, there's a lot of people that just sign up for spam reasons. And so we kind of catch you a little early with stuff, uh, meaning and we can kind of keep it even out of our own database. Uh, we can let we can, you know, if like you send some nasty stuff in there, we don't even save it. It's just like, no, screw you. We can tell because there's some like this is like 100 percent effective. Like if you match these keywords, you're super gone. Right. Um, yeah. But just in case they go into the the review pile kind of thing. Um, cause you're, you're kind of, you're in a state of limbo, right? When you're, when you're caught. Right. Like what happens there is that their content is not actually saved, but we do take a snapshot of what they tried to save. So we right. have, we have text that we can review. Um, but we, but we actually don't even let them post the piece of content at all, which has been very helpful in, uh, preventing very specific categories of spam from, uh, from getting through. Um, so it's been, it's. I think it's so. In this case, though, we can see what you tried to post. This is kind of a new concept for us, and kind of highlight what the problems were in it. So that's Mm -hmm. I think it's my one of my favorite bits of UI that I hope make it to other areas of that. Because, for example, you're looking at spam items. We just described it's it's a lot nicer now. You can see the code and stuff, but it doesn't go so far as to like point exactly to the like the line of text that's a problem, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I think would be kind of neat. You know, like show me what show me what triggered it. Because a lot of times it's really easy. Like if it's one of the like the really egregious words, which like, you know, use your imagination, but also don't use your imagination. You know, yeah. Like, and don't try it. Don't try it. <laughs> yeah. Find you're, you. you're done. You know, <laughs> that those uh, you see that in there and you just, I don't have to uh, 
I have to think very hard about this one. Goodbye, bye. Yeah, there's certain ones where you don't have to put any thought into it. Yeah. So that's nice. Uh, and it is useful when that's that's highlighted because then also you don't necessarily have to see the rest of it <laughs> because you, yeah, you don't want to. Exactly. That's what's kind of cool that this is a pop-up. Get another little piece of UX here mm-hmm. is that you don't have to open that pop-up if you don't want to. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's kind of cool. You know, this, as far as like just an admin tool, because CodePen exists and we're working on this on the side, it's tempting to think, oh, this is just a little side project or whatever. But in the kind of the grand scheme of things, this is a this is a full-blown application that was created that to some mm-hmm. degree is probably a lot more complicated than some startups out there. I'll tell you what. You <laughs> yeah, know? I would think so. There's a lot going on in here. CRUD is one of those things. That's like kind of a, a classic way of saying create, replicate, update, delete, which is like a lot of what apps on the web or apps in general are. They're just like, oh, I have an idea to make an app. It's going to be a recipe app and you can save your favorite recipes in there. Great. And then you can edit them, of course, too, and delete them. And, you know, basically it's just like an app where it saves data and you can manage that data. That's like most of what programming is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a CMS, yeah, too. I'm familiar yeah. with that word. That we like had to, like, there's a bespoke CMS just is a part of this. Multiple yeah. of them, really. Two, yeah. There's, and that there's was really couple, easy yeah. in Rails. I mean, that's what kind of started this kind of web revolution in a way is that, that Rails was famous for like, oh, you need a little bespoke CMS-y kind of thing. We're totally built for that. We'll, we'll help you build that. And that's what, not that we are unhappy with that, but that's what kind of got, when we, when we ripped that out, then now we're on our own. Mm-hmm. Well, let's we got to build this ourselves and that's okay because our data model is already solidified you know we know how we build apis this wasn't like much of a, a challenge for us necessarily but it, it did mean doing it and these cmss are for two things one of them is the code pen spark goes out every single monday check your inbox people it's a wonderful newsletter that marie puts together and the challenges which is an opt-in deal where you you know every week we, we give you basically a prompt and you do that we've talked about all these things on the code pen before but the way of creating this it's not like we're like marie just use mailchimp just hand craft the email every week and it's like no we this has gone through changes over the years but we we make sure that the data that powers the spark and the challenges is like really clean. It's just database mm-hmm. data. And then when we take that data and we template it and we use that because we use it in different ways. We use it on the website and we use it in the email. And those are so different that having like a data core to that is fundamental to what we do. You know, like we can't just like make an email and then somebody else turns that email into HTML or something like that's just not how we roll. (laughs) Yeah. So we had to make a CMS and the CMS is like, so what is a challenge? You know, well, it has all these bits of data and there's not just challenges, but there's a month of challenges and then there's weeks of challenges. These are all concepts that we just like invented. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we had to build the CMS around that. And this gives us crucially an ability to make the cms aspects of this thing whatever you want right yeah and that's been really great i mean it's it's funny there's episodes of this podcast going back i think probably all the way back to 2016 or maybe 2017 talking about how the spark worked and how how we did it how we sent it and I mean, it went from we literally used to code it up in a pen and then send it out to now we have this ve- mm-hmm. very sophisticated CMS with sending controls. You know, we have we have to have two people approve each one. 
before it can be sent. And that's really nice because, uh, you know, we don't have situations where we're sending out things with, with typos or we're sending out things more than once, you know. And that's the other thing. It also removes things we've already sent. So you can't accidentally send the wrong email. Like I couldn't send a Spark from three months ago or something by mistake just by clicking the wrong thing. So yeah. we've built a lot of safeguards in place here to make sure that we are sending a correct thing and the thing that we're supposed to be sending to the right people. And so it's it's been... Uh, a, a real journey from the very beginning where it was just like hilariously slapdash compared to how it is now. Yeah. So that's funny is that, so there's the, the CMS in place for managing challenges and sparks and that's been going pretty good, I think. And then there's that whole separate vibe, which is the send station concept, which is yet an, it's not really a CMS. It's like a workflow that we created mm-hmm. for previewing approving and sending emails that's a freaking beast yeah that thing's yes, a startup is. too like it wow. is actually i think about that sometimes you know the, especially the the things we've learned about sending making and sending email since we started the spark it's just uh yeah it could be its own whole thing right and 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 you know it has this way of like just being fine for like a year or two and then being like, we need to rewrite the whole. There's a world. big problem, <laughs> yeah. And it's you know, it's, a lot of times it's based on scale. Yes, you know? absolutely. So we'll see. That's a whole. God, we're talking about everything under the sun here, but we'll just wrap well, it up. That's what by admin's saying, about. That's everything yeah. under the sun. <laughs> yeah, it really is. So that's why. God dang, it took so long to get this right. Is because all those little aspects of it were like, it should work like this. It should work like this. And we tried to you know not scope creep it too bad, but. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, the the final product is really neat. There's a couple other things tucked in here that I think are interesting and worth mentioning is that this gives us kind of a playground that we know only admins at CodePen um, have access to. And thus, it's kind of like a URL that you can link somebody to, to look at stuff. So here's one thing that's in there. You all know, I mean, maybe a lot of people have heard of Storybook, which is kind of like a way to explore a design system, you know, all the patterns and stuff available to your company. We could have chucked that in here, but we actually just didn't even go that far. We kind of hand rolled our own, which feels silly to say, but believe me, it's, it was actually almost simpler to do it this way. Shaw put this together like a, like a little component explorer. So you can kind of explore our design library internally and make sure that they're all working and, you know, see a usage example and stuff like that. That's been really useful. And then he just kept going. He made that like uh, an icon library, every single icon available to you and how you use it with a preview and a one click to copy the stuff that you need to use that icon in our code base and stuff. And how cool is that? And then uh, uh, some other things. He wrote a thing that like parses all of our CSS, finds all the CSS custom properties and makes a thing that it's just kind of like a glossary of what kind of CSS variables are available to us um, in our app. And it's just been super useful for like auditing, you know, like, Oh, why is that there? What do we use this for? Let's clean that up kind of thing. He even made one that was like, we we're like, you know, having this like heated discussion on, on what kind of technology to use to most efficiently re-render like a complex tree of objects. And it was like, well, if we do it this way, you know, it has to re-render the parent or this one has to re-render four objects, but they're much smaller in the DOM. And we could kind of like battle test these things against each other. That has, you know, that could have been done anywhere, but because this is so easy to work with in here, we just made it a part of the little admin. 
Yeah. You know, and it's like it doesn't have to stay there forever, but it gives us a place where we have access to all our componentry, you know, yada, yada. So it's become a little bit of a playground without becoming a mess. Yeah. No, that's, that's nice. We're keeping it tidy. Mm hmm. Well, uh, I hope we can talk about this a little bit more. We can dig into the tech of it. We can talk about how it evolves. Please let us know if you have any questions about it. I know you can't see it, so it's probably like a little not satisfying to. <laughs> yeah, but everybody, everybody with an app has got admin tools, and yeah. we sure know a lot about them now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was satisfying uh, to get done. And now that we've moved on, we're like, ah, yes, it was one. It was very satisfying as a release. Yes, I'd say. yeah, satisfying in a lot of ways. It was. It was something that we wanted to complete before we moved forward with, with other things. And it's also just awesome to have it out on prod and to be able to use it myself. It is it, it is a significantly better experience, and I'm very proud of the team on this one. Cheers. All right. See you later, Marie. Bye.